0: This is Anne Cavero with our Christmas episode of Speeding Past 80. This week's story is called The Christmas Gift. On December 21st, 1984, our youngest child came into our family in the middle of Chicago's O'Hare Airport. We had spent the night in a motel in northern Indiana so that we'd have plenty of time to drive through wind, rain, sleet, and snow to get to the airport. We made it well before we had to be there. Once inside the terminal, Christmas trees 20 feet tall rose like sentinels above the holiday crowd. Each tree had been carefully decked with bows, wrapped packages, and teddy bears. People hurried to make connections. Everybody seemed to be carrying something Backpacks, wrapped presents, skis, small children. A voice on the loudspeaker announced we were all there on the busiest travel day of the year. Lucky us. In the terminal, we felt lucky to find places to sit, and we resigned ourselves to passing the time with our kids the best way we could. Young Jim and his sister Katie read books they had brought. Jim had a monster cold that he'd had for more than a week. He was exhausted. He dozed upright on our bench. Our youngest child, Chris, passed the time by watching planes take off and land outside the nearby glass terminal wall. We grew tired and hungry while a certain northwest-orient jet from Korea was delayed and then delayed again and yet again slowly the hours ticked by until nightfall when finally finally the call came together at the arrival gate a few minutes later a collective groan rose from the crowd when still another delay dashed our hopes we didn't have handheld games or cell phones back in those days nearby one desperate mom tried to pacify her cranky kids by pumping quarters into a small-pay television. When the money ran out, the cartoons stopped and the kids began fighting with each other. Much to our delight, they provided free entertainment for the rest of us. Another mother had made her three kids wear decorated cardboard boxes with their arms and legs sticking out. She had a welcome home daddy tag attached to each of them. They ran around bumping into each other as well as anybody else standing nearby. I leaned close to Chris and whispered, Aren't you glad we didn't make you dress up like that? A sweet smile of gratitude crossed his face. Sometime after dark, the long-awaited jet taxied within a few feet of the glass wall where we waited. Soon the human Christmas presents welcomed their daddy. Grandparents hugged their grumpy grandchildren. The crowd thinned. At the very end of the line of travelers, a slight man climbed off with a round-faced, screaming, dark-haired, pink bundle. I held out my arms, and in the middle of one of the busiest airports in the world, on the busiest day of the year, an elderly Korean social worker gave me our youngest child. She sagged her head against my shoulder and became still and quiet, just as if she knew she had come home. I couldn't see her face because she had slumped against me with her head turned away. So, instead, I watched the faces of Jim and the children, touching her hair, holding her fingers, they made a tight circle around us. She's beautiful. She's so beautiful, they whispered. Time slowed as we stood together, in what seemed to be a widening pool of light. Nearby, an elderly woman at the edge of our circle tugged her husband's sleeve. The light crossed the face of a weary man in a faded green trench coat. A young man with a pink mohawk haircut, earrings, and black leather vest smiled shyly and paused. Our circle grew while Christmas flooded one crowded corner of the world, touched us all, and changed our lives forever. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Speeding Past 80. We'll be right back here next week with another episode Meanwhile, I hope you have a blessed, happy Christmas.